Hey everybody, it's Eduardo Jackson, <clears throat> creator, founder, CEO of the Cinema Draft Game, coming to you with the dulcet tones of being on the verge of being full-blown sick. <clears throat> but we are going to rally um, tonight, even though uh, we were supposed to have, well, the guests we were supposed to have got wasted, and also my voice is shot because I'm sick. So for those of you who are used to seeing uh, an hour-long Wednesday pod, this will most likely be a shorter one, and we're going to have another edition <clears throat> of Just the Shot List. So as they, as people say, we're going to do this one for the culture. So basically, and we're going to you know go over some of the tools we like to use with the Cinema Draft game in going after strategy. I'm recording this late. Tuesday night Pacific time. I'm pretty sure Pro Box Office does not have its projections yet. Um, those are always interesting to look at <clears throat> from a from from a projection standpoint. They don't always get it right, but um, uh, they're generally in the ballpark, so it's always kind of uh, good to take a look at. Um, their projections and they don't have them yet. They usually have them out Wednesday afternoon. So this will make it more of a pure, uh, a pure conjecture, more of a pure pod anyways, <clears throat> when we go through what we're thinking and feeling, what I've seen out there in popular culture. Um, as uh, some of you who know me know, I consume a lot of media uh, I fly past a lot of commercials, so I kind of get an idea of what's out there, you know, kind of tracking what people are talking about, buzzing about. I'm on Twitter all the time, Facebook, only to see if my tweets are posted. <laughs> so I, have, I get an idea generally of what's out there in uh, pop culture. So we're going <clears> to <throat> we're gonna just kind of uh, – we're going to do a, a few things. One, we're going to kind of go over the talent in the talent pool. Uh, and two, we're going to construct – a call sheet from scratch, which I may or may not go with, uh, depending on how conditions change. So anyways, this is my glorious spreadsheet, a holdover from the days when this game was birthed in a glorious spreadsheet. Uh, it was really, really a tough game to play because <laughs> we did everything via spreadsheet. Thanks, big ups to all you guys who helped me out during those formative days. I know it was not easy. I know it may not have even been fun, Definitely was not user friendly, but we do start from a spreadsheet each week for me to get that for me to kind of uh, <clears throat> uh, meet out the the values and whatnot, and then I plug them into our illustrious backend. Let's clear up some of the clutter. Okay, there we go. Uh, now, uh, obviously, some of the new entrants this week are Fifty Shades Darker. Uh, what you're looking at for your A-list, and and as you may notice, we at this time do not quite have Fifty Shades Darker in the database. We it's a glitch. We're working on it. Yep, not in the database. <clears throat> it's a glitch. We're working on it. Uh, we hope to have this uh, fixed hopefully sometime Wednesday. Uh, we have people working on it. Anyways, um, so Fifty Shades Darker is probably going to make a splash. People are talking about it a lot. Um, 
it might behoove you to have some exposure to it. But this is going to be a very interesting weekend because there are three films which could legitimately gross thirty million each. So uh, when it comes to that, so the three films I'm talking about are Fifty Shades Darker, <clears throat> John Wick Chapter Two, starring Keanu Reeves as one of your headliners, and then also the Lego Batman movie. And the voice stars of this uh, headliners are Will Arnett. 18,200 and Ray Fiennes, 18,000. Now, the thing about a movie like the Lego Batman movies that these are one of those an animated movies, stop motion animated movies, but it did really well uh, among adults as well. So it's one of those, I think, what they call a four quadrant film where it's like male, female, young, old, right? Everyone's going to go see this type of movie. If any of them have the potential to kind of break away from the pack by maybe five to 10 million, it's probably the Lego Batman movie. However, <clears throat> if I was going to place a bet among the three wide openers this weekend, Fifty Shades, Darker, John Wick Chapter 2, or the Lego Batman movie, I'm probably going to lean more into John Wick 2, <clears throat> mostly because it's the most affordable of the wide releases. John Wick, the original, is a bit of a cult classic. I actually saw it in the theater in D-Box, which is where the seats move to the action and stuff, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I was actually kind of low-key surprised at how good it was when it, because it kind of came out, you know, fairly unheralded, and it just really kind of, you know, uh, made a mini minor splash. The box office probably had a pretty decent afterlife on uh, home video. Anyways, <clears throat> Uh, it you know obviously made enough money for it to come back for for a second chapter. It looks lit AF, <laughs> and so I think that if let's say let's say you know this gets thirty, Lego Batman movie gets thirty three, thirty four, <clears throat> and Fifty Shades Darker gets like you know thirty four, thirty five just on cost savings alone. I'm probably gonna go with John Wick Chapter Two because Keanu Reeves. Is fifteen thousand five hundred. Lawrence Fishburne is fourteen thousand five hundred. As your two headliners, and you might be able to get the three of those guys into the same film. What also might be an interesting strategy this weekend is you might want to hedge your bets. You might want to try headliner stacks of of Fifty Shades Darker, John Wick Chapter Two, and then also Lego Bat Lego Batman movie, and then. And do an extreme stars and scrubs lineup where you have those those six actors locked down and then fill out the rest with the flotsam and jetsam of the talent pool. And speaking of said flotsam and jetsam, I am not your Negro, which you know was a bit of a revelation last week. And let's take a look at some of the <clears throat> let's take a look at some of the um, uh, the box office from last weekend. Because on a pure uh, per screen average, you know, that sucker was crushing. See, uh, 43 is on only 43 screens average, almost $16,000 per screen. So if we're going stars and scrubs, I would also recommend I Am Not Your Negro. <clears throat> it's still fairly cheap. It's a platform release, so that takes care of that category for you. And most likely, I'd probably headliner stack the sucker. <coughs> if not, do like a like a, a, a mini stack of, of four, the three or four, if you're trying to balance out your Stars and Scrubs lineup, because I think, I mean, this is just a guessing right here. I'm not exactly sure if it's gonna expand at all or to what degree. I would imagine it might be somewhere around 100, might be you know another 20 or 30 
Uh, I would love to see I Am Not Your Negro out here in Vegas. Uh, but <clears throat> for now, and, and by the way, especially you guys listening on the podcast, thank you so much for bearing with this atrocious voice. Uh, as I sip water to try and power through it once again for the culture. Uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm really high on I Am Not Your Negro just based off of per screen uh, average alone. <clears throat> Very exciting. Um, and I'm off rings. Rings, I kept the price unchanged because it's going to be a crowded marketplace. And quite honestly, it didn't really perform that great in its opening weekend. I mean, look at this. It was a down weekend overall. The very kind of down and flat where you had four films cross the 10 million mark. And, and the top uh, money grossing film was once again split for the third week in a row. Look at this, the $9 million uh, movie that could. Look at nine million shot and made for $9 million, probably P&A, that's Princeton Advertising, <clears throat> of another, you know, you know, 25, 30. And this sucker's already made 98, almost 99 million in like three weekends. That's awesome. Go ahead, split. And I, I like I said, I enjoy the hell out of that movie. So, you know, big ups to M. Night Shyamalan. You know, get your money, man. Get your career back, man. Uh, so yeah, so rings only had 13 million. If you, if you're assuming, you know, a pretty, now I'd be interested to see what the data is on this. I'm sure there are places that, <clears throat> that are out there that we don't have access to yet that crunch all sorts of data, like for genres and, and stuff that, you know, they could tell you that, oh, typically horror genre movies drop X percent in its second week. But I'm pretty sure uh, a movie like this with a cinema score of like a C plus, like, you know, people weren't really feeling that. Um, <clears throat> or actually, maybe it was a C minus. Actually, let's go to our friends who are cinema score. Big shots out of cinema score. Holler at them on uh, on Twitter. Hopefully, you know, we can do a little business. Because uh, <clears throat> one thing you might want to watch over the weekends when you're when you're trying to sweat your results is the cinema score because believe it or not, word of mouth still matters. It really does. Um, and why is that not coming up? This is all right. Well, okay. So cinema score is want to play ball today. Anyways, the point of the matter is cinema score could be a valuable tool when you're trying to, yeah, that's dumb. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe they're down for maintenance or something, but cinema score is something you want to kind of keep an eye on because I'll give you an idea what the word of mouth is. And even in this age of, you know, lots of data, lots of sophisticated marketing techniques to send the other, you know, to be honest with you, nothing, nothing, you know, beats good old fashioned word of mouth. It still is kind of undefeated. Like take for example, Batman versus Superman. Big blockbuster. They promoted the hell out of it for like 18 months and it finally arrives. And even though it still made, you know, a, a bunch of money, it was still considered a disappointment because a movie like that, they're gonna spend a hundred million dollars in PA, you know, just so they can make sure that, you know, it's that, you know, the messaging is coming out of your toaster oven. They're going to <clears throat> They're going to hype the hell out of it. They're going to basically, in order to break even a movie like that, where it probably had, like, I don't know, a $250, $300 million budget. I mean, and, and we've already discussed on an earlier podcast about how it was, I mean, it was brought to my attention that studios, domestically at least, only retain about 55% of the box office. So this this 98 million, let's say, let's round it, let's say this 100 million from Split, only, quote unquote, only 55 million is going back to the studio. So. 
which is still obviously a monstrous profit. You know, you're still clearing, you know, over 40, 46 million, but still, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, the, the economics of, of the movie business is, you know, quite a thing. So, uh, <clears throat> so anyway, so it's still, you, you take a movie like Batman vs Superman because the word of mouth was so meh about it. And, and personally, I thought actually, actually, I was a little bit meh on it too. Like, it, it felt like it had like a lot of components and 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 stuff that should be interesting, but it really, you know, kind of felt like kind of underachieved. And that, and and, and to be honest with you, that last act was just a fucking mess. I mean, just building after, I mean, just just, I mean, it's just a mess. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> I see a here nor there. I'm going into hashtag cultural cul-de-sac time. Uh, to bring it back, word of mouth is very important to movies these days still because people who see it early on Thursday can tell their friends at work on Friday. People who go see it Friday night are going to be talking about it over the weekend with their friends, and their friends are going to consider whether or not to see it that Saturday night or for a Sunday matinee. So word of mouth still can drive or bump up grosses, especially above, you know, over and above estimates. It's, that's really key. So anyways, uh, <clears throat> so, so same score as a scratch. But uh, you might want to check out CinemaScore, like on Friday night. Uh, a good place to check CinemaScores is Deadline Hollywood, Deadline.com, I believe, where you know they'll report on CinemaScores and things of that nature. So, anyways, Rings I expect is going to have a pretty sharp decline. I'm anticipating a 60% decline. Usually, a uh, traditional decline week to week is somewhere in the I don't know 40 to 45% range for horror. It tends to be you know, slightly higher, and because it's had a shitty cinema score, I expect it's going to be a lot higher. So, if we're looking at a, if we're looking at a 60% decline, where's up? Here's my calculator from basically 13 million. Basically, you're looking at 5.2 million. It's not, it's it's unrosterable. You can just skip that. All right. Uh, the comedian is. DOA, avoid this like the plague. It might stay at 848 screens, although I would not be surprised if it dropped into platform release category. Space Between Us was t terrible, marked down appropriately in the 5,000s. Uh, a Dog's Purpose, we knocked off about $1,000 on it, mostly because it's going to be a crowded marketplace. I mean, it's performing fine. I mean, it could actually sit in this nice little pocket of between nine and 11 million for like the next, you know, <clears throat> two or three weeks because, I mean, people love dogs, man. You know, dog owners, pet owners, you know, it, it's a thing. Especially out here in Vegas, a lot of poker players, for whatever reason, have pets. So I find it very interesting considering that a lot of professional poker players live nomadic lifestyles. But that's neither here nor there, um, <coughs> which might be the theme of this. <laughs> Drug addled. Water sipping, raspy voice, uh, throated, do it for the culture podcast, just the shot list with Eduardo Jackson. Um, gold, we pretty much marked down near stone minimum. No one's seen this movie, which is sad because I enjoyed this movie. Matthew McConaughey is good in it. Uh, Resident Evil is kind of on its way out. What did it do last weekend? It did, ah, it was like sixth, 4.7 million. So this actually is probably a somewhat inflated valuation, but it is what it is. And then we brought back the salesman because it expanded 46 screens last week. <coughs> and, pardon me, it did okay. 
Uh, actually, yeah, but uh, about 5,000 per screen. So it was on 48 screens, pardon me. It was on 48 screens last weekend. So uh, I want to check out for that. So we, we don't know if it'll be expanding again. It might. Um, seems to be some interest behind this film. And also, uh, I believe it's a largely Iranian cast. And of course, with all that's going on in politics these days, people might come out to support it because of just that. Split, we docked about two grand each, only because we know we're pretty confident it's going to fall from its number one perch in its fourth weekend. Um, Anya Taylor Joy, 13,400, uh, is cheaper of your headliner, James McAvoy, 14,500. And quite honestly, it might be a little bit overpriced. I don't see much value in pursuing it this week. It's just not, I mean, like I said, it's going to be the, it's going to be the, the unholy trinity. Lego Batman, Fifty Shades, and John Wick. Return of Xander Cage. This is on his last legs. Hidden figures, 10,500. Karaji. We've actually kept this static because one thing you'll notice about hidden figures is that, I mean, they added like 50 screens. It's still performing about 3,000 per screen. If you're going to clock 3,000 per screen and you're on 3,400 screens, you're, you're, you're doing something right. I mean, it's in its seventh week. <laughs> seventh week! And sorry, it's grossed $119 million off a $25 million budget. Man, get your money, ladies. Get your money. And I love that movie. And there was a point where I almost cried. Sing is on its way out. It's in. It's. I'm estimating it's going to be in limited releases. At 2293, 2293 screens last week is probably going to drop just under into the 1800 cat, uh, 1800 area of screens for be limited. La La Land, La La Land. It's going to be a case of it's being just a little too wide for its own good. I mean, it did its thing last weekend, $7 million, but I mean, be honest with you, how much more money can they wring out of a musical, uh, even with the Oscars just, what, two weeks away, two weekends away? Uh, I keep clicking the wrong thing. There we go. And then Lion, oh, yeah, and then uh, La La Land, for those listening at home, 9300 for both Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling as your headliners. And then Lion, uh, we bumped it up a little bit because it's probably going to be the cock of the walk in the limited release category. And that's not saying much. Once again, this week, limited is a dumpster fire. Not a lot of palatable options. Lion last week did 3.7 million. So, and it jumped up by like 830 screens. That that's, that's a big deal. Um, and, but still, I mean, limited is a dumpster fire. You're going to see a lot of formerly wide movies slink into the limited release category, limited release type. Uh, Lion, which is, that's been its pocket right there, sitting, you know, staying in its lane. <clears throat> it's probably going to get like another, I can see getting another, you know, 2.8 to 3.1 million maybe as audiences still discover this Oscar nominated film. And so that is your talent pool. So let's have a little fun and create a freaking call sheet. Actually, so 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 let's say you put in some placeholder call sheets like I did, right? Easy way to redo your call sheet is click the call sheet button right here. And it'll show the call sheets you have up in there. Oh, I've got 10 spots left in the best boy. Good to know. Okay. Well then, heck, let's just do one for the best boy. Or 
do I, that doesn't look right. Let me just delete that. Yeah, let's delete that. There we go. There we go. That looks about right. Okay. So let's do one for background talent. Okay, so basically the easiest way to clear your call sheet quickly is just to delete your call sheet. Boom, gonzo. And then go back into the contest lobby. We're going to click background talent. <coughs> and we're going to draft the call sheet. So here's my thinking. I want headliners from Lego Batman. I want headliners from, let's see. Oh, oh, I totally skipped over this. Oh, so another film we need to talk about real quick is Jolly LLB2. It is a sequel to Jolly LLB, uh, I guess a fairly popular Indian film. I actually am very intrigued by this film only because there's been, I mean, as, if we've paid attention in the past, we've seen a lot of these foreign films come out the box on about 200, 300, you know, plus screens marketed, you know, under, under the mainstream radar and primarily towards, you know, towards foreign audiences of, of uh, which it's based. So I think on the low, Jolly LLB 2, because the sequel might actually come out the box and surprise people. Like, this could be like a $1 million, $1.5 million opening if the sucker is popular. You know, and actually, let's just, uh, and let's, you know, just follow me here, uh, viewers, real quick. Let's just do Jolly LLB 2. Uh, buzz, maybe? I don't know. Is there any buzz around this? So, Looks like something from the Indian Express. Advanced booking open in a few circuits. Okay, so people are talking about it a little bit. It seems to be mostly restricted to India. Hmm. Yeah, these are mostly like India stuff, Bollywood life. I think we follow them on Twitter at Place in the Draft. If you want to follow us on Twitter. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. It's, this, this is tough. Uh, it's either going to come down to you're, you're not my ne or I am not your Negro. <laughs> you are not my Negro either. I am not your Negro or Jolly LLB. I might get exposure to both. I'm not sure. Um, but so I'm going to do what we discussed earlier. I'm going to do a headliner stack of, of uh, the Lego Batman movie. I'm going to do a headliner stack of John Wick. Okay. I am also going to... <clears throat> oh wow, that escalated quickly. Oh man, we're already up to sixty-six thousand. Dang. Okay, I'm not sure I can do a headliner stack of uh, Fifty Shades. Oh no, you know what? And so, so for now, because Fifty Shades isn't in the database, we can't do a headliner stack of Fifty Shades. All right, so that's fine. So then we're gonna go to I am not your Negro. Headliner stack that okay. One, two, three, four slots left. Uh, you know what? Let's headliner stack Jolly LLB because that should be fairly cheap six thousand each. Okay, all right, so we're probably gonna make some tough decisions, something's gonna have to go. Um, because we are down to less than ten thousand per two eh, with two slots left to go, so we'll make some tough decisions, anyways. Um Hmm, okay. Yeah, we're probably gonna have to get rid of Will Arnett. 
<clears throat> so now we have one headliner from Lego Batman, headliner stack from uh, headliner stack from John Wick Chapter Two, headliner stack from I'm Not Your Negro, headliner stack from Jolly LLB Two. Um, we have to get uh, one wide, one limited release, so we're just gonna go with Lion. We'll do uh, Rooney Mara; she's the cheapest. And then just to fill out our last two slots. Hmm. Heck, I say if we do another Lego Batman, we'll be over. Yeah, seventeen thousand. If we do another John Wick, we actually might be okay. John Wick Chapter Two. Okay, perfect. So we can do. Thomas Sadowski, shout outs to the newsroom. Perfect. So now we have 5,900 left. So can we get a I am not a Negro? We cannot. So let's do another Jolly LLB 2. Boom! In there, 99,800. Too much to spare. Click submit. And of course, all this is subject to change once we get our act together with 50 Shades Darker. Fully anticipate that being part of the game. So if, if we had 50 Shades Darker, what I might have done differently there, considering 50 Shades Darker is 50 Shades, where to go? 50 Shades Darker is 19,200 for the headliners. I don't know. It's this is this is a tough call. I would definitely consult with Box Office Pro uh, starting Wednesday afternoon before you make your call sheets because you know I, I really don't know. You know, as far as your projections go, it feels like those three are gonna be bunched up. And if we are doing, if they are gonna be bunched up, then just go for the cheaper of the three, which is John Wick. You know, if you're gonna do three of these films. Do three from John Wick. It'd probably be cheaper. Although Fifty Shades Darker. Let's let's do a little recon real quick. I'm pretty sure Fifty Shades of Grey opened pretty, uh, pretty high. I want to say it was like sixty million or something crazy like that. Uh, Fifty Shades. <laughs> My bad. Fifty Shades of Grey opened to eighty-five million dollars. WTF. Okay, and it grossed 166 million domestic. That's bananas. So and its total gross was 404 million. Oh my lord. Okay. Oh, man. So and once again, I don't have any stats to this, but I think sequels open at like roughly 60% of the original, maybe something like that. That feels right. Oh man. <clears throat> I need to rethink my strategy then. Uh, if, oh, sheesh, that is 85 million. And that opened once again, like on a, uh, on a uh, Valentine's Day weekend, a Galentine's Day weekend for the, the viewing part parties with, uh, uh, with, with all women, all, all female Viewing parties. Oh man, that is banana. What is? Let me see. Eighty-five times sixty percent. What's six percent? Eighty-five. Fifty-one. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So instead, <laughs> new plan. New plan. So I'm thinking you're probably gonna want a headliner stack. Fifty shades of the Fifty Shades Darker, 
it's probably going to come in around 50 million each. And then see how much John Wick you can get. Oh man, that's oh that's bananas. You can probably only be able to get like headliner stack from John Wick. And then you might be able to squeeze in some exposure to the Lego Batman movie. And once again, I'm advising a stars and scrubs strategy. That's probably gonna be your, your best bet. It's gonna be stars and scrubs. Wow, that's hmm, that's something. Um do I have a call sheet on this one? I do. Oh, okay, I have a placeholder. But yeah, um, wow, 50 Shades Darker is probably going to do some business. Oh, another indicator you can check, another tool you can check as an indicator is the ye old HollywoodStockExchange.com. HollywoodStockExchange.com, holla at your boy. I reach out to you guys. You guys want to get down with us, I'm telling you. So basically, these this is. Also kind of like a fantasy movie game, but they basically treat movies, actors, TV shows, all sorts of stuff as like traditional stocks. So you have fake money and you invest it in, you know, from your fake budget into these movies, how the movies perform at the box office, you get awarded you know, more money or whatever. Anyways, uh, let's type in 50 Shades Darker and see what the wisdom of the crowds thing. All right, so so they're giving us a few things. So they're thinking opening weekend, Fifty Shades Darker will be forty-four million. Because basically, you look at these prices, like basically the price per million or whatever. Fifty Shades Darker, they think, will totally gross about one hundred fifteen million. And then I don't know what these are, calls and puts. I don't know. What, oh, that's basically someone's. You know what? I don't even go into it. That's like stock trader stuff. Forget it. Anyway, so they're based. So the wisdom of the crowd is basically thinking that Fifty Shades Darker might open to forty-four million, which I think would put it ahead of stuff like, say, Lego Batman. Let's see what they think of Lego Batman. Whoa, interesting. Opening weekend for Lego Batman, they're putting at about sixty-seven million. I am confuzzled now, because if that's so, I'd make it the runaway winner, John Wick. Chapter two, huh? Only twenty-four million. They're thinking. Interesting. Wonder what, let's. What did the original John Wick do? Because I might have given you guys awesome bum advice. John Wick, the first one. Oh, it made nothing. Oh, that's crazy. It only did nineteen million its opening weekend and then just kind of dropped off. That's fascinating. Okay. Hmm. So I guess John Wick, while John Wick, while it's been marketed really well, seems like it's more of a genre film. It's still it was done for low budget. Uh basically the plot is, you know, uh Keanu Reeves is is uh, a hitman, an assassin who's retiring and uh one of his old jobs people from his from people revenging one of his old jobs comes and tortures his house leaves him for dead and kills the, his dog and he recuperates and goes on vengeance for them killing his dog i i shit you not that is the plot of john wick anyways uh no dog in this sequel i don't think so that's interesting so they really think lego batman's gonna do some business. So, all right. So, in that spirit, let's go back to our what was it the best boy call sheet, 
and let's rejigger some stuff. Nope, it wasn't that one. It was oh, it was Best Boy. That's right. The uh, was it Best Boy? I thought it was Best Boy. Oh, background talent. There we go. So if we're looking at a leg, a, a huge Lego Batman opening like that, we're gonna want as much of Lego Batman as we can handle. Matter of fact, I might even have to fade John Wick at this point. If it's really, yeah, let's see. Take these off. Okay. And more Lego Batman. Come on, click. There we go. More Lego. So we're going to do headliner stack. <clears throat> so who we have? Okay, I'll get rid of Thomas Sadowski. GG. And we'll get the cheapest remaining Lego Batman person. Who is. Billy D. Williams, Colt 45, works every time. All right, we added him for 17,500. Go, we're going to go back to our call sheet. Let's see where we're at. Are we, oh, where to go? Call sheets. Oh, one spot left. There we go, background talent. <clears throat> okay, so we have one slot left. Oh, okay, and everything, you know, we've hit all of our of our goals so far, so we have about 8,500 to play with. Is that right? That's about right. Yeah, 8,500 to play with. Um, so let's sort by salary. 8,500, I would say. I mean, we don't have to use it all up, but I'm thinking <clears throat> if there's, I wonder if there's a way we can get. So we already, we did Lion. We we're stacking all these guys. You know what? Let's get another I am not your Negro. I just have a feeling that if this thing expands even a little bit, we're going to be in great shape. So we'll do Martin Luther the King. There we go. I just love seeing <laughs> my fellow Morehouse alumnus. My man. <coughs> Martin Luther the King. Okay. So we add Martin Luther King to our call sheet. We're under budget. Less than 4,000 spare, it's awesome. Click Submit, and I think that's a winning call sheet right there. Uh, I'll probably jig it around some more once we get some more information, but that Lego Batman seems like it's gonna be a B. 67 million, that's come, I mean, so so, here's, so once again, here's another resource at your disposal, hsx.com, that is the hollywoodstockexchange.com, where you see these people trading stuff. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, you know, they don't always get it right, but this is, you know, one of those wisdom of the crowd type things. You know, you have to, I mean, that, and that's what makes this game so much fun is that, you have to kind of go with a few things. You have to kind of go with information, go with your gut, and go with a little research. <clears throat> and we did all those things in this Just the Shotless edition. So I really appreciate you guys um, uh, uh, checking us out, uh, listening to the podcast, Scratchy Voice and All. Hope you made it through. I don't know how I made it through. Follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, blah, blah, blah. Subscribe at iTunes and watch us on YouTube. That's where you get the full effect of the Cinema Draft Pod is when you watch us on YouTube. Hopefully, we had a great turnout last weekend. Hopefully, we'll have that plus more. I know I'm working hard to kind of drum up, drum up some interest as well as more funds so we can add more to the player pool. So tell a friend to tell a friend. Come on out. And uh, until next time, you know, 
go see a movie or something.